I have got some ghost stories for you. I feel something crawl into the bed with me and it starts to spoon me. There was a time where I would be in bed falling asleep and I would hear my name being called. Different voices call my name. Poof, the person disappeared right in front of our eyes. And we were both like, did you see that? There was this figure of a woman. Her skin was bluish and her hands were clawed and her mouth was wide open. So that is my ghost story. Hi, and welcome to Haunted AF, the podcast of real ghost stories told by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fist. And I'm Rebecca Black. And we have returned yeah. for the month of October to share all the scary stories that you guys have been sending to us. So if you have any you've been meaning to send in, those go to hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget, we've got a website with links for every single episode. That is at hauntedaf.com. And we've got a lot of cute merch in our online store as well that you need to go check out, especially yep. all the brand new listener design stuff yeah it's awesome uh we also have loads of exclusive content on our patreon page that's including our weekly pre-games you can find all of that at patreon.com slash haunted af and we occasionally have some freebies over there as well like some haunted af merch and uh last week we actually gave away laura krantz's new book and wait before we get into the stories um i actually want to hear about your ghost train situation oh this last gosh. weekend it looked amazing it was so much fun i feel like you need to go to blowing rock with me so we can do this again like you sent me the video and I was so freaking jealous yeah so okay uh I was in Blowing Rock this weekend for my sister's birthday I don't where is that at I don't um, even know what that's, state I, it's in North Carolina okay. so there's this old train yeah this super fun it's kind of open air but it goes out through the mountains it's really beautiful I bet and so they do a ghost train around Halloween that is so freaking cool and it's so great they put a big skull on the front of it oh it looked so good and, and they like, Freaking oh. fireworks? Yes, and they do this whole thing where it's like you're being attacked by werewolves. It's cheesy what? as hell, okay? <laughs> it's so cheesy because- Wait, there's alcohol, right? No, there is no alcohol. Okay, but was there like some pre- Oh, absolutely. Okay, then it was Absol- fun. It was a birthday party, so yes, yeah, absolutely. Okay. It's funny because you'll be going through the woods and it's super dark and yeah. you're outside. and yeah. So it does get scary and then you'll come around a corner and the werewolves are there and it's just like these mannequins. It looks like- like, it looked like fantastic Mr. Fox, you Amazing. know? Amazing. Werewolves wearing like flannel shirts and stuff. Okay, I'm not mad at that at all. And then we had werewolf hunters on the train with us. So every <laughs> now and then they would get off the train and fight the werewolves. We go and wolf in. Oh yeah. Just so cheesy. But at one point they're fighting the werewolves and Bigfoot shows up. Stop it right now. And a guy in a Bigfoot costume comes what? running in and just starts like beating the crap out of everybody. <laughs> Rebecca, it was so, and we're all like cheering on the train and everything. This it is was, like the ghosty version of medieval times. Yes. But if you do any fun attractions like that, please let us know, especially if you have any videos. That's very unique. Yeah. I love that. And when we got there and that train rolled up, it looked so cool. And when you get on the train and you're taking off, they start playing Crazy Train. Oh, of course. It was, yeah, it was really, really cool. So yes, please send all that stuff. Podcast at gmail.com. Let's go ahead and jump into the stories. This one comes from one of our patrons. Alyssa Long, and it's about the creepy ghost town of Terlingua, Texas. Mm. 
Hi, Julie and Rebecca. This is Alyssa. I've sent in a couple stories before of just kind of some strange things have happened to me, but I've, I guess, kind of held on to this one. Uh, but, you know, it being October, I've been rewatching The Haunting of Hill House and kind of spooky shows. And The Haunting of Hill House actually kind of inspired me that, with this one uh, because of the whole sleep paralysis thing that they explore in there. December of 2020, after, you know, I guess it was post-lockdown, so my family, we needed to get out of town, and we took a Christmas road trip uh, all over Texas. And, you know, went to various places, Austin, Marfa, and uh, one of the places we stayed was Terlingua, you know, the quote-unquote ghost town. So in Terlingua, we stayed at this adorable little casita. It had originally been just one building, and then they added on a tiny bedroom to one side, and another tiny bedroom to another side. The bathroom was a separate building. You had to walk up the hill, you know. Uh, but the bedroom that my husband and I slept in, it, it didn't have any insulation. The door was kind of like those wooden doors with the shutters built in. Uh, so it was kind of cold in there. But... I had the worst night's sleep staying there. My husband, my kids, they seemed to have no problem. They fell asleep immediately. But I kept waking up, kept having weird dreams. And at one point, I woke up and just couldn't move. I couldn't move my arms, couldn't move my legs. I just laid there. And the door, the wooden door with the shutter, would just kept clattering. But I couldn't really hear any wind outside. And I look up until the exposed beam rafters, and I swear there was a man's face staring down at me. And I just sat there and stared and couldn't move and eventually fell back asleep. The next morning, my husband, my kids, nobody said that anything odd had happened to them. So I just kind of kept it to myself. And I don't think I'll ever stay in that little casita again. Uh, if I visit Trilingua, I would probably stay in a different establishment next time. But anyway, just thought I would share my story. Uh, thanks for the great podcast. Okay, have you ever been to Terlingua? I have not. It is beautiful. Uh-huh. I mean, first of all, the, but... whole, well, the, the whole Big Bend region yeah. is beautiful, okay. but Terlingua is up okay <laughs> it's it's i mean, mean like the people everything like it's this little desert town so it, it was a quicksilver mine right in the early 1900s right which i didn't realize quicksilver was like an actual thing but they were mining quicksilver or they're Isn't that what kills werewolves i, I always just think it's the really fast guy from x-men <laughs> that too <laughs> um of course the the mine shut down and now it's a ghost town so it's just all these empty little buildings but there is a very large cemetery out there as well. See, that kind of stuff is cool. Yeah. So I mean, weird and cool. We'll post a link. It is beautiful because Big Bend is beautiful. Right. But it's super weird. When we were out there, I was like, yeah, this place is haunted. Like, it feels gotta be. super haunted, especially when you get anywhere near that little graveyard. But I actually found this really cool. I'll show you a picture in a minute and I'll post it in the link. It's called the the Base Camp Terlingua. Because when I was Googling, I just I wanted to go look at pictures of Terlingua again after I heard this story there are these places they're like great big bubbles it's like a hotel room that's just a big bubble and one whole side is glass cool. and so you're out in the middle of the desert yeah and it's just starry skies everywhere but you're in your little comfortable bed with your tv remote control is it and then bear proof and stuff though the glass oh they don't have any bears out there or, i don't know they any have, kind of wild animals all they have is like javelinas you gotta worry about the people who are living off the grid <laughs> okay what happens if, a, if somebody living off the grid comes in like yeah. suctions themselves to your bubble what if you were just like laying there in your bed yeah and, and you look and there's just a dude standing like rando there. was like i wanted to pee here all right well that, this changes everything but i'm gonna post the link so make sure you go to hauntedaf.com so you can check out base camp terlingua i'm still kind of interested though. totally uh this next one comes from carol ann 
in 2000. Wait, Carol Ann, wasn't that the little girl from Poltergeist? Yes. Oh Go my God, Carol Ann. Carol Ann. Okay, sorry, <laughs> keep going. So uh, in 2006, I attended a work meeting at the JW Marriott in New Orleans. I had returned to the hotel before my coworker who shared a room with me when I got the strangest feeling that I wasn't alone. I shook it off because it was a newer hotel. Why would it have ghosts? I mean, I get the thought process, but who's to say that? I know, but you think like a Marriott, like why would that be haunted? I don't know. But it's New Orleans. Everything's haunted. Exactly. So a short time later, my roommate returned and we settled in for the night. Out of nowhere, I got chills all over my body. And then I smelled smoke. I asked my roommate if she smelled smoke, but she just mumbled no from her bed. The smell grew stronger. So I asked again, do you smell smoke? She sat up, sniffed a bit, then said, "Uh, I don't smell anything. At this point, the smell was so strong, I got out of my bed and put on my robe. I said, you can stay if you want, but something is on fire. I stepped into the hall, expecting to see others coming out of their rooms, but there was no one. I walked back and I said, I can't believe you don't smell that. The cat just jumped up here. Good grief. Sorry. Keep going. (laughs) And then I almost just knocked over my Yeti. I walked back in and I said, I can't believe you don't smell that. At that very moment, the fire alarm went off. I was panicking at this point and wondering if it was too late to get out safely. Everyone exited to the lobby and the fire department arrived, but they gave us the all clear a while later. Said it was a false alarm, but... Why did the fire alarm go off? There's no doubt in my mind that I smelled smoke. Was it a reprint in time of something that happened there a long time ago? I've stayed in that hotel many times over the years, but this was my one and only strange encounter there from Carol Ann. So Carol Ann, you're not the one who pulled the fire alarm, are you? Like you were smelling this. Is that the one detail you're leaving out? Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) That's a great story. That is a really great story. But okay, so this is sort of random. James also had a similar situation like this where he thought he smelled fire when he woke up from a nap. This has happened like two weeks ago. Really? He literally was sniffing every electrical outlet in our house. Really? And a few minutes later, it kind of goes away. So I was like, did you Google it? And he's like, no. So of course I Google it like smelling fire or whatever and it is some sort of phantasma or whatever where your brain has like created something so when you wake up that's what you're you're really smell it yeah but it's real because your brain is telling you you're doing it 100% so we also have to say big thanks to Marcus Shear for alerting us to this recent Twitter thread it's a post from Lucy Huber and we retweeted if you want to go check it out and it says My Roman Empire is a Reddit post from a long time ago where a bunch of people said they remember as kids being able to float down the stairs without touching a single step. And then one day they just couldn't do it anymore. What? Gives me chills every time. Yeah. So that was the tweet. And then people start responding saying they also remember this. Stop. Yeah. So like Aaron Tarantino says, I remember doing this as a kid too and have dreams about it still. And then Professor Ratchet, which you have to trust Professor Ratchet. Professor Ratchet. Obviously says, yes, I used to do this as well. Strong memory of sailing down the stairs at my parents' house. And then Louise said, oh my God, so I'm not crazy. I have vivid memories of this, but I would fling myself down the stairs saying I could fly. Then one day I couldn't and I broke my arm. As I got older, I chalked it up to the fact that our house was haunted and it was just a normal thing. So I'm really jealous right now. Yeah, Louise, you need to tell us, uh, send us your stories. Why didn't I get a floating? Thank you. See, I don't have that memory either. Me either. But so many people commented about it and everyone was like I didn't realize this was a universal thing so one theory is that people are remembering being carried down the stairs okay and just because of their their baby brains or whatever they weren't acknowledging that there's someone carrying them 
and it just seemed like they were floating. That would make sense. And then lots of folks were quick to say, no, that wasn't it. They remembered being carried. This was different. And then others said they were probably just small and able to jump from landing to landing without hurting themselves. Hmm. And then other people thought it was just a dream. But I was so surprised by how many people commented on this and said that they had had that experience. So please let us know if this is something that's happened to you. Hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. Well, so we slid down the stairs. Do that bumpy thing on your butt. You get the comforter out and you wrap up in it and then you treat it like it's a slide. Yeah, I remember somebody (laughs) telling me to do that and I thought it was- It's terrible. You go really fast. (laughs) Really fast and dangerous. Yeah, they're like, it's fun. It's like, actually, no, you do that to people you hate. Yeah. Like, why did you invite me over to your house to try to kill me? And my dad hated us. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Scott shared a story last week. This is Scott, our security guard, and he sent us this other story. I am Scott from Burleson and uh, got another one for you. Uh, This, again, during my security work, uh, we had another apartment complex. This one was uh, an old hotel that had been converted into an apartment complex. So you already know, old hotel, something's up. To give you a rough location, it's in Dallas on Mockingbird, close to 35. Every time I went into that place, you know, I always felt off. Something always felt off. Well, one night I go in there and they have this area that's like this uh, community lobby. And I walk in there and I hear the piano that's in the corner of the room play. And it's this this creepy ass tune. I don't even know what tune it was. And so hearing that automatically arm body camera, let's go. Somebody's in here playing creepy music (laughs) at like two o'clock in the morning. And so I walk in and there's this guy playing the piano and he's not looking at the piano. He's looking up toward the ceiling. Oh, his body's swaying left and right as he's playing this tune. And it's, it's kind of a dirge type tune. And while he's doing that, there's this, uh, open area, uh, up at the top, about three floors up where people can walk by and, you know, look down into the big open area. And I I swear to this day, there were three shadows Mm. standing up there. And it was like they were just kind of looking at him. And so I see them and I'm like, oh, and I kind of fight the urge to run. And I call out, sir, sir, you okay, sir? And he just kind of blinks and shakes his head and starts looking around like he doesn't know where he is. Right after I say that, I look back up and those three shadow figures are gone. It turns out that he was a homeless guy. Um, He had gone in there to uh, sleep on the couch that he said he'd done it several times before. No one's kicked him out before. But when I asked him, you know, how did you get in? Because you have to have a badge to get in. He said, "I I don't know. He said that he turned on the property and got up to the front doors and they went and opened. And now he's inside and he doesn't know how he got there. That was a rather weird report to write. But the thing is, I did leave out of the report that there were like three shadow people that were standing (laughs) above him watching him play the piano. So, yeah, (laughs) fun times, right? So uh, keep it creepy. Bye. Thanks, Scott. Please tell us you have body cam right, video God, of that. I want to see that so bad. Would you be able to, I mean, I guess you'd be able to see the guy on the piano, but you wouldn't be able to see the things upstairs, You never right? know. You might. Unless he like repositioned his camera. Possibly. Or he like leaned back okay. to look up. 
So he said that this was around Mockingbird and 35. I know. I literally was like every hotel by Mockingbird and 35 running through my head. So um, a long time ago, there was an old Blue Cross Blue Shield building or a Red Cross building. <laughs> All right, there was, Some kind of cross building, you guys. <laughs> there was a building and it was completely shut down. And this media company that I was doing some freelance work for was able to very cheaply rent out one of the bottom floors. Mm -hmm. And so I would go over there to do work. But it was really old and closed down and just creepy. creepy. Yes. But I remember everybody would talk about the voices. Nobody wanted to be there alone because when you were alone, you would hear sure. voices in the building. And I remember getting in there one time to tape something and the producer was there waiting for me and he was terrified. Oh. He said that he heard voices and he heard footsteps walking up the hallway like they were coming into the studio oh. and no one ever came in. And he said he was so scared. He just stayed there until I came in. So <laughs> and that building's gone now. I was they, about to say, is there any way we can go back? Yeah, it's completely gone. They tore it down. But that place, it had to be haunted. Yeah. So this next person wants to remain anonymous. I lost my dad suddenly approximately three weeks after my 20th birthday. I'd always been a daddy's girl and spent my free time, even as a bratty teenage girl, helping him work on cars in the garage. If my heart was ever broken by a boy, he would come into my room, sit on my bed and rub my back while oh my I cried. Gosh. And that's my husband making dinner in the other room. Thank you, sweetie. Sorry <laughs> if y'all are hearing all those noises. Okay. Those heartbreaks brought some of my most treasured memories with my dad. Mm. After my dad passed away, some family members reported seeing him around. My grandma said she saw him in her bedroom, and my aunt said that he was in her hospital room right before she went into surgery. Other family members had their own stories, too, including my mom and sister. I was jealous of it all because I was supposed to be his girl. Right. So one day I went to see a client at her school. This person is a mental health professional. I met a secretary in the office who was crying because she kept finding dimes everywhere. She said it was supposed to be a sign that someone who had passed was trying to communicate with you. So when I got home from work that evening, I talked out loud to my dad. I said, a dime, dad. That's so <laughs> simple. If you're showing yourself to everyone but me, that's not cool. I miss you just as much as they do. So the next morning I went to get my oil changed. As I drove away, I looked into my cup holder and saw a dollar bill. Now I never carry cash and I immediately thought of my dad and that weird conversation I'd had with him the night before. Logic took over though and I thought maybe the mechanic put it in there to be funny since <laughs> parts of my car were literally duct taped together. Oh. But I found another dollar bill sitting right inside my apartment that night. The next morning I reached into my back pocket and found a sticker that said, miss you. Like oh. what the hell kind of sticker yeah. is that? Then I drove to meet one of my clients, a teenage girl who claims to hear and see spirits. She started randomly talking about my dad, including details like how he always wore a hat, had a beer belly, and looked Whoa. a little like a hillbilly. That's harsh. I know, right? I'm like, I don't know if that's a compliment. I know. Then <laughs> she just said, a mean teen. <laughs> yeah. But then she said he had been trying to show me that he was around, but I was always missing it. Oh. She said she could even see him out of the corner of her eye. Well, a year later, later, I went through a terrible divorce. I was living in a room I found on Craigslist and sleeping on a hardwood floor with no heat in the middle of winter. I was in the shower one day crying about how my heart was broken and how I wish my dad was there to rub my back. I got out of the shower, opened my closet door, and I found a dollar bill just sitting on the floor. 
Maybe dimes weren't enough for daddy's girl. Thank you for taking the time to read my story. For the record, it's been years since my divorce. I have a bed now and I don't have to sleep on hardwood floors anymore. But I always wish my dad was here to rub my back. Oh, Oh, what a sweet story. Thank you for sharing that one with us. Also, dad, if you want to throw a couple dollar bills this way. I know. Feel free to upgrade. Yeah, 20s, 20s work. We love it. (laughs) Yeah. We also got a response from Jen who uh, told us a story last week about her haunted apartment. Yes. The people who lived there before her that let in other people to see the body of their dead daughter. Yes, and they did the seances. Super creepy, right? Right. So this is what Jen had to say. We had lots of toys talking on their own. One time our friend was leaving and we were trying to get our son to say bye-bye, but instead a little airplane toy in the other room said goodbye now. Ooh. (sighs) The guy couldn't get out fast enough. I don't blame him. We'd be sitting in our living room and could hear water bottles being squeezed on our counter, dishes clattering in the cupboards, and our trash can lid swinging. That could be rats. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Water bottle squeezing? But Jen also said, my one-year-old stopped sleeping with toys, blankets, and pillows. He would cry and throw them on the floor and then years later he told us he didn't like pillows because quote hands would press them down and then my oldest no (laughs) my oldest was three when he asked if he could play with quote the kids with black faces in this closet oh my god yeah we would hear him at bedtime also asking something to stop pulling his hair that's scary yeah i don't like any of that thanks for that update jen yeah Uh, before we go quick thanks to our newest patrons helen white justin Ware. remember please sign up patreon dot com slash haunted af if you've binged all the episodes here and you want more there is plenty of it on patreon patreon.com slash haunted af and we need your stories now Absolutely. i know lots of folks are just now finding the podcast so please write that stuff down play around with voice memo on your phone as well because we would love to hear your stories send all that goodness to haunted af podcast at gmail.com so we can use them this month on haunted af and don't forget to subscribe to haunted af on apple Podcasts, spotify Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and of course, TikTok. You can even contact us directly through our website, hauntedaf.com. Gotta say thanks to Andrew Mamalika and Travis Vance for the Haunted AF theme song and to On Air Media for titles and technical support. Also, big thanks to all of the Haunted AF Patreon supporters. Most of all, we have to thank you for listening and for sharing your stories with us. By the way, Julie, if I die first, I'm coming back to haunt you. Oh, I'll come back to haunt you too, Rebecca. 